The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hey Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast and the only podcast that relates characters and events from the epic cult series Game of Thrones to players and events from our beloved Buffalo Bills. This is part two of a two-part series. Last time, we gave a review of the entire series, the controversial last season, the series finale, and did a couple of Game of Thrones slash Bills parallels. So check that out if you're interested. But in this episode, we spend the whole time making parallels between the two. We welcome back Nick from the Torrent Podcast to talk more about the subject. And just to warn listeners out there, there will be many spoilers of Game of Thrones. So if you haven't watched Game of Thrones, save and bookmark this episode until after you've watched it. Or if you never plan to watch Game of Thrones, our discussion on it and the Bills may entice you to give it a shot. We are releasing our Game of Thrones-inspired Bills t-shirt after this episode. So check it out at tpublic.com slash stores slash ctwpod. That's tpublic.com com slash stores slash ctwpod and i'll be posting it on twitter also so sit back and enjoy the similarities and parallels of a great tv series and your favorite football team when you play the game of thrones you win or you die there is no middle ground so last episode we did a breakdown of game of thrones the series in general um, the, the Game of Thrones, the last season, the series finale, the last episode, and then just how all of these cult series have, have come about and how important they are and how much we may or may not like the ending. And now we're going to get into the topic of parallels between Game of Thrones characters and obviously the Buffalo Bills, which is what this podcast is really about, the Buffalo Bills, Game of Thrones themes, events. Bill's themes and events that have happened over time. And some of them are going to be maybe spot on. And some of these are going to be super obscure. Um, You know, not unlike the last season, which I feel like wasn't super, you know, well put together, but that's okay. This podcast is going to be like that too. So um, Nick, since you are, you know, the guy when it comes to TV, movies, video games, and music as your podcast, the torrent 
the Torn Podcast is. Do you have a, a parallel as a Bills fan that uh, that you saw between Game of Thrones? Yeah, absolutely. Do you want a do you want a obvious one or like a low hanging fruit, or do you want me to go right to, for the deep cuts? Oh, you know, you know, I like low hanging fruit. It's always okay. the best. The quickest, right. the quickest uh, distance between two points, right? <laughs> Just <laughs> give right. me that straight line. Go ahead. Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you an easy one here. Um, for me, and give me my money. Uh, Josh Allen is our Jon Snow right now. He's uh always counted as an underdog. Always, he's he's like a wholesome kid. Um couple questionable decisions here or there, bringing up the, the, the Twitter stuff that got drudged up at the draft. But oh, other yeah. than that, spotless record. Um, we got a lot banking on this kid for uh, for the future of the, the Buffalo Bills. And so I, I think, you know, hopefully, um, you know, uh, people thought, you know, Jon Snow was just a bastard. Um, nobody liked Jon Snow in, uh, you know, his, 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 uh, his mother. mother yeah. yeah, his adopted mother didn't like him. People just called him like a, a just a you know he was just a bastard. It doesn't really matter. And all of a sudden, his his he's actually a Targaryen who's actually of great importance. So um, hopefully, uh, Josh Allen's real last name is Targaryen also, <laughs> and he can just start throwing dimes to people. Man, that is that is a really good analogy. Now I had someone else for Jon Snow, but I think yours is much better because before Josh Allen became quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, he was a quarterback at Wyoming, which is not a big name school whatsoever. And and, and the fact that he had to play junior college before that, and he was turned down by all division one colleges until he wrote a letter to like every single division one head coach and offensive coordinator to give him a shot. And no one did. And just like Jon Snow, like no one took him seriously. He was the watch. He had to earn everything that he had. just like, just like Josh Allen. And yeah. those, those, man, that is a really good parallel. And then not only that, like there have been people along the way that believed in Jon Snow even more than he believed in himself, right? Like they wanted right. him Lord yes. of the North, King of the North, right? And he yep. was just like, no, nah, I don't really want that, you know? Yeah. And just yep. like I, yep. and uh, yeah, almost, uh, that's a good one, man. Josh, Josh Allen is our Jon Snow. Hopefully it ends up better than it did for Jon Snow, but <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully he becomes the king of uh, <laughs> the Seven Kingdoms. But hopefully, hopefully. King, king of the North, at least, you know. Now, the only reason, so now I said Ned Stark last episode for someone, mm-hmm. but maybe, so I was thinking, I was thinking Sean McDermott for Jon Snow only because. Is that what you were you kind of going that I way? I had to... the same one. I had the same one. Yep. No, now for a different reason, though, only because. Um, with McDermott and his message to us Bills fans and the media and everyone out there has been culture, culture, culture. Yes. And yep. there's nobody in the series that was more culture, more um, morals, or morals, and more um, just just that when it came down to doing what was right and what was wrong, there was nobody that was more about that besides besides Jon Snow. And the only one that you could say besides that would be maybe Ned Stark, right? So yes. we talked about that a little bit last episode. So maybe like a combination between Ned Stark and Ned Stark and Jon Snow for Sean McDermott. But yeah, you know what? I like yours better. I like Jon Snow being uh, Josh Allen. Um, there's definitely an argument for Sean McDermott being um, our Eddard Stark, Ned Stark. Um, you know, he like you said, he has a strong set of morals and values, and he is going to stick with those no matter what. So whether the Bills decide to fire him next year yep. because yep. everything you know goes up in flames, he is still going to hold on to those values. So even if it gets him killed, quote unquote, in football football terms, yeah, he will stay to his values. So for for me, at our uh, Sean McDermott is our Ned Stark. That's that's a good one, man. And not only that, there were like 
people so like actually that's like a per because they both John Stark John Snow and Ned Stark are basically like the same people when it comes down to it. So that's why it's like a really good analogy between the two because if there was anyone to a fault that John Snow was like, it was his father. Or well well yeah. it wasn't his actual father, but it was right. his father. His yeah, adopted right. father, I guess yep. technically. Yeah. Um, spoiler. By the way, there's going to be a ton of spoilers again in this episode, like there was in the last episode. I'll 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 note that again. But um, so you were saying, you know, the the organization is going to live and die with Josh Allen being, you know, mm-hmm. the quarterback. Can you think of a better person that might be Brandon Bean in this scenario, other than like Varus? Varus, I was thinking just Ooh. because because he really wanted Jon Snow as the king, and he died for wanting that and becoming a, a traitor to Daenerys. So it's a good point. That's a good point. I hadn't thought I was trying to find one for Brandon Bean and I, and I couldn't really without making too much of a stretch, but having him be Varys, I, Varys seems a little more, um, you know, more, a little more, more of a, uh, uh, decept- more deceptive than, than mm-hmm. Brandon Bean is, you know what I mean? So maybe, oh man, that's but maybe man. like a, maybe like a Sir Davos, like just like, just always right there yeah. with them hanging, hanging out with Jon Snow, just like advising him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he. I got a feeling that Sir Davos would be really good friends with Eddard Stark if he were alive in Game of Thrones. So, yes, yes. you know, those three guys maybe kind of make our Bean McDermott, Jon Snow combo. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, Varys, Varys was always be- like kind of working in the background. Like, so you you always hear of Brandon Bean like making phone calls during the draft, trying to call teams, seeing what they would trade up for, trade down for, what they're looking for. Like that was kind of like Varys, like having the children go around and get information from him. <laughs> I and like that. You though. know, with like that, that, like okay. sending out, right. like not necessarily like the best, like sort of deceptive, like you said, like not necessarily the best intention for what was. Good for every, but in his mind, he thought he was doing what was best for all of Westeros or, or all the Seven Kingdoms, right? He he wanted yeah. to do what was best, but at the same time, he had his own agenda, and he was going to do what he thought was right. So when people are saying, you know, maybe you spent too much on Josh Allen, or maybe you shouldn't have traded them any assets, he's doing Brandon Bean's doing what he thinks is right, and yes. whether whatever the cost is, and in obviously in this situation, didn't end up too well for Varys, but. <laughs> You know, but stuck to his guns to what he thought, you know. Okay. All right. I think I, I don't yeah, know. I like that. I don't know if I have another one for Brandon Bean, but we'll, we'll just use that one for now. Okay. I like that. Yeah, Varys. Yeah. So one one that I have <laughs> is um, the Lannisters, right? Now, when you okay. think of Lannisters, you think of uh, power hungry, deception, you know, doing whatever they can to hold on to that throne. Whether it's mm. the father Tywin, whether it's you know Cersei, who's just like a younger version of Tywin, like he was kind of like a tyrant, and mm-hmm. and then you have you know Jaime, the guy that kind of follows along with with whatever Cersei does, you know, and Tyrion, he kind of even doesn't really even fall into. The, I know he's a Lannister, but he doesn't really fall into that because he you know he he's basically goes against him so many times, and he joins another kingdom or whatever whatever the case is. But when I think of the Lannisters, I think of the New England Patriots. Mm. I think yes. of you know they, they, they. I think they would have to be right. I mean, if if the if the Bills are the Starks in our minds, yep. You know the heroes, the good guys. Then the Patriots are the bad guys, and the only family who's consistently been like screw, trying to screw over the Starks for the whole show has been the Lannisters. So I, 
perfect, Nate. Yeah, yeah. So that you have, you have. Uh, <laughs> so you know, we we talked last episode about incest being a big um, theme. <laughs> How is that not? Right. <laughs> is, is this where we start bringing up a, pictures of Tom Brady like mouth kissing his dad? Or yeah. Like <laughs> you not only have Tom Brady mouth kissing his dad, um, but you also have Belichick mouth kissing his daughter. You oh. know, and it's just like incest is a huge theme, and especially with the Lannisters. You know, to the point where it's very, you know, it's 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 so like they have children together. You know, that's how much incest is going on. And then, so 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 let me ask you this, Nate. Then who is who is the Tyrion Lannister? Because he is a Lannister. Yes, but we ultimately like him and respect him, and is one of our favorite characters of the show. So, <sighs> is there a Bills uh, or a Bills related football related person who would be our Tyrion Lannister? Now, if you were looking at it like just one for one, right? It would have to be somebody that was either part of the Patriots organization that came mm-hmm. here, whether it was like an executive or a Bills player that came here. Right. And there hasn't been a lot. There hasn't been a lot of players that have come here and done well, or, you know, even executives that have come from, ah, that's a tough one, man. Okay. That, TBD then. TBD, yes. TBD. Okay. I mean, maybe, there's maybe in the near future we get somebody, but the the Bills have a have a tackle, offensive tackle from the Patriots last year, Ladrian Waddle, yeah. offensive tackle. So maybe he's that guy. But I mean, it would have to be like when you think Tyrion, you think like mastermind. So it would have to be in my mind either like a quarterback, a coordinator, maybe Brian yes. Dable, maybe Brian Dable. He was the offensive coordinator. Oh. He was a tight ends coach for 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 New England for a long time, for several okay. years. Okay. You know, maybe going over to this side, helping. Yeah, he's the offensive coordinator. He's scheming up the offense. He is kind of fails upward a little bit, maybe. Yes, fails upwards. Yep, yep. Okay, I like it. And and he is never the king. He'll never be the Sean McDermott or the Brandon Bean or whoever. Yeah. But he is the he's 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 the hand right there. He's the hand of the king. He's the hand of Sean McDermott. Okay. What do you think? All right, I like right? this. Oh, I like wow. this. I'm glad we talked this out. I had none of that written down. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I did have the incestuous stuff definitely written down. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's... I think that fits too perfectly so, in our, in our It does. So I don't even want to bag on Tom Brady for kissing his son. Like I don't I'm not one of those guys that have ever, ever did that or like one of those people that kisses their children on the lips. Like I know people that do do that and you know whatever, but like there definitely comes can we can we agree that there's an age where that ends, right? Oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like it's got to be like one or two, right? Like, as as a father, are you? I mean, maybe you're kissing your. I don't know. I I can't see that. I've I've never been that guy. My family's never been that. I guess I wouldn't see that. So I, I don't have kids yet, so I, I can't really speak to that. I, I'm sure my thoughts on that might. I I don't know. No, I don't know. It, it's it's weird to me, but. When, we'll see. We'll see what happens. When, you know, when I when yeah. I have my own kids, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll see what life brings. But I, I don't know. I can't. I don't know. <laughs> it's still it's yeah. Weird. It's it's still gonna be weird. But yeah, just yeah. just give him a hug. Just give him a hug. Yeah, That's just just hug him. Hug yeah, him. Just hug him. Squeeze him tight. Squeeze That's him tight. Yeah, yeah. Show him you love him. But nice. yeah. so I had as as the Lannisters. I had as as Kraft. Robert Kraft is Tywin Lannister. Right. Oh, okay. Because okay. he's like yeah. the head of the Lannister family. He's the head of the Patriots. He's the master. Has Robert Kraft had any of the uh, toilet incidents by chance? Yes. No. No. Not the toilet incident, but the prostitute incident. Oh yes, that's <laughs> yes. right. That's right. So a, a prostitute did it, in, just like just, Tywin Lannister. Yes, exactly. It just did uh, them both this, in, this right? Is out right. Too perfect right now. Yes. <laughs> so you have Robert Kraft in a massage parlor in South Florida, and you had Tywin Lannister. With uh, a prostitute that um, you know shouldn't have probably been with. 
Tyrion's Tyrion's uh, side piece. So yes, that's right. That's right. R.I.P. Shay. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, by the way, the whole time was she playing Tyrion the whole time, or was it? That's one of the reasons why I want to go back and watch it. Uh, the show, you know, maybe you know after I after I've kind of put it out of my mind for a while because I do want to pick up some of those other storylines with some of those interesting characters who. Um, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if she was just, she was playing the game of Thrones as well, as they say, you know, she was trying to work her way up or if, um, if she was manipulated by Tywin, I have no idea. Well, she was a prostitute. So would you ever blame her for trying to get higher? I mean, she'd be like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Just right here. Like her, her, her whole thing is to get as much as she can, you know, with, I don't know. I feel like it's a different mentality. Like if you, this is a complete, complete sidetrack from this episode, but have you ever seen that, um, Amazon prime documentary soaked in bleach have you ever heard of it so it is this documentary where they basically talk about um kurt cobain's death the the lead singer for nirvana he you know apparently committed suicide this and that and it's basically a documentary saying that like yeah it wasn't it wasn't really a suicide there's no proof of that and they think it was actually courtney love that did it that killed that killed him and what i didn't know is that courtney love was a former stripper so Oh, and, wow, they, okay. and, and I won't give it all away because there's a ton to this documentary, but we basically spoiled Game of Thrones. So I'll spoil a little bit of this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she basically uh, he had a prenup um, signed when they got married. So he was about to leave her and he was signing up the you know divorce papers and she was going to get nothing. He was worth millions, obviously. Right. And right. potentially billions with his name and everything else. And so mm-hmm. there was thought that he didn't actually kill himself, that somebody else killed him and made it look like a suicide. Yeah, it's crazy. I recommend it to anyone that's listening to this to watch Soaked in Bleach on Amazon Prime. And it's totally where I I was, try- I was supposed to take a nap one day because I was so tired from the newborn getting up and I was watching this and I'm like, I can't put it down. I don't care if I don't get any sleep. This is that good. <laughs> so um, so yeah, the last Lannister that I have is Cersei. Now, if you had to think of who Cersei might be, now it's under Tywin, um, someone who's mm-hmm. taking power. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's got to be Bill Belichick, right? Right? It's got to be. It's, it's got to be. If, if Bill Belichick isn't Tywin, he's got to be Cersei as far as power yes. goes and Playing dirty a little bit, always got a backup plan. Oh, yeah. Always kind of knows cheating, cheating, what to do. <laughs> yep. Yes, for sure, one hundred percent. Always picking the most like devious people in his organization to like, you know, whether it's you know getting film of other players practicing or walkthroughs through the Super Bowl. You know, it's just yep. yeah, always, always something with him. So then, did we say Tom Brady yet? Did we did we bring him up as a? Maybe Jamie Lannister? So we talked about Tom Brady last episode. Oh, we as, did. As some right, just yeah. randomly, but that was more of a of a an event that happened in Game of Thrones. Yes. And how it related. So, um, I mean, I guess I could kind of see Cersei as Tom Brady too, but I think as far as, I think it, it makes more sense since the ruler, Cersei ruled for, for most of that time, that Tom, or that Bill Belichick is, uh, is Cersei. Yeah. yeah. So uh, do you have another one that you... Yeah, I got a couple more. Oh, I, I got, I got uh, yeah, I got a couple more. Here's a here's a fun one. So um, let's go back to the Starks here for a second. So we got Jon Snow. We established as Josh Allen. Um, Jon Snow's one of his good friends who kind of came and his, one of these friends kind of came in in the second chapter of his life, if you will, um, after the Night's Watch, and that's Tormund, the Wildling. Um, quickly becomes a fan favorite uh, as soon as he's introduced. Um, fun, wise talking, kind of. Kind of, uh, um, you know, weathered looking. He's got the, he's got the, uh, he's rough. Hair yeah, he's rough around the rough edges. Around, yeah, rough around the edges. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. 
And uh, I think uh, Giants Bane, right? Torm- <laughs> Giants yeah, Bane, Tormund, Giants Bane. Yep, yep. <laughs> right now, I think our Tormund is uh, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley just got traded from the Dallas uh, Dallas Cowboys. Um, kind of an underappreciated player, but I don't know if you've been keeping an eye on Twitter. He's been killing it on Twitter, and he is becoming uh, one of my favorite Bills players simply because he's been defending Buffalo, defending the choice to come here, why he wants to play here, and uh, and hopefully he he'll be a, a really good receiver for Josh Allen and put up some some points this year. So uh, it's a little bit of a reach, but I'm going to go Torment is uh, Cole Beasley is our is our Torment here. You know what? That that that's a really good one. I like that one a lot because not only do you have him kind of changing sides, not changing sides. He's always been a wildling, but you know, yeah. Cole Beasley coming over from the Cowboys to here. You know, Tormund not only fighting with the wildlings, but fi- fighting with the the people from the north. And you know, yeah, that's a good one. You know what? They kind of don't they both have like beards and long hair. Like I know they once did. I think he, I think Cole might have might have cut him cut his, uh, cut it, cut his hair and beard, it, but uh, mm-hmm. at one point, yeah, they were they did look a little similar. <laughs> now <laughs> minus so. minus the Giants Bane part because Tormund is a yeah. huge man, as he yeah. as he as he stated, <laughs> as he right. stated from uh, drinking the milk of a yep. of a giant. Um, but and Cole Beasley is like five foot eight, so <laughs> slightly different stature, <laughs> but still like the the look is there. Uh, yeah, defending, I like yeah. that. I like that to the end, and he, I, oh man, I hope, I hope he is to Josh Allen what Tormund was to Jon Snow. Yes, that's a good one, 100%. man. Um, um, hold on, hold on, I want to, I want to do okay. one real quick. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. I, so we were talking about the Lannisters earlier. I didn't want to give it away. Actually, we talked about Brandon Bean being like Varys, like having certain things in, in place in motion. You know, trying to make certain moves to to get what he wanted. I originally had, before we talked about that, Tyrion as Brandon Bean because I kind of saw him more as the guy that was, whether it was like, what was it, the Battle of Blackwater? Is that the one that Mm -hmm. Tyrion basically won for King's Landing? Yes, yep. It was was something like that where it was, and and that kind of goes into a parallel that I have um, in Game of Thrones which was basically like Tyrion defending King's Landing against Stannis Baratheon and then winning the Battle of Blackwater when really it seemed like the city was going to fall even then, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that that was, to me, was kind of like Brandon Bean making the playoffs in his first season as GM, even after trading away all his assets and everyone thought that the Bills were going to tank and were going for the first overall pick. He somehow pulls it together, gets enough pieces in place, and... It makes a stand and the Bills end the 17-year playoff drought. Wow. So I like that. Yeah. So I know St- Tyrion is kind of like, you know, he has his good moments. And, and and Brandon Bean has his good moments and his bad moments. Now, this offseason, everything seems great because the players haven't played yet. But there have been some moves where Brandon Bean has made that have kind of bit him in the backside. So yeah. um, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head as far as a free agent signing. I mean, Trent Murphy hasn't panned out yet. Um, he hasn't done anything really on the offensive side of the ball except for this offseason. Last offseason, it's been pretty rough. The one guy, but before Jerry Hughes just got this recent deal, the only other guy that he gave a contract to within his contract before the guy was about to hit free agency was Eric Wood. And not that it was Brandon Bean's fault, but Eric Wood ended up retiring like a month after he got this contract extension. So basically, we ate all that money, but... Um, but yeah, so Tyrion's constantly, you know, doing things, not always the right things. And he admits as much, but you know, the mastermind behind, you know, how many rulers. So, so yeah, that's, 
that's uh, an owner's. In this case, probably the owner. Probably Terry Pagula would be the owner, in the, in the, the king in this case. Wow. So Tyrion yep. being the, right. the hand to, uh, to uh, Terry Pagula and Brandon Bean being the hand to Terry Pagula. So, all right. Uh, uh, speaking of Terry, what, do, you, do you think he's a character in Game of Thrones? Is there an anal- analogy for him? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know what? I, I can't think of one off the top. I, of my head. I, I had a hard time. I was trying to think of one myself, and I had a hard time finding one that fit fit in my mind. Because he's not, you know, he's not evil. Obviously, he's he's a guy that you know, and you know, being a Sabers fan, and he's you know mm-hmm. the owner of the Sabers. Like we all, I think, really appreciate Terry Pagula. For I mean, sure, we criticize him when the teams aren't doing well, just like every yeah. fan base does. But I think we're really happy that he came in and saved both franchises and didn't let them get sold by an outside buyer so that they got relocated. I mean, I'm trying to think of what that could be as far as a character just kind of saving. So maybe you could say in a small way, I mean, I know you've already used Jon Snow, Jon Snow saving the, the seven kingdoms from being slaughtered by, you know, Daenerys and... Drogon, you know, because sure, because that's what she was going to do. And then he came in and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. did something at the last minute. I mean, we didn't even know Terry Pagula was a potential buyer until the, you know, the very end when bids were coming up. I mean, it was always speculated on, but we didn't know. So here Mm -hmm. you have Mm maybe that's the only parallel I can think of. Um, Yeah. Because he's not evil like uh, like Bob Craft, Robert Craft. Right, right. (laughs) So I don't know. Can you think of one better? I I can't honestly think of. No, I, I really can't. I'm just I'm just quickly trying to go through all the characters in my mind, and I, Saving. I can't. I can't. Yeah, I can't. I mean, pick one. We haven't really talked about. Um, I was just trying to think of some of the other houses and like anybody who would be really wealthy. Greyjoy. I mean, I can't really. There's no, nowhere in Greyjoy. Not, House not rich enough. I don't think I, the Ty, the Tyrells would be rich enough that we could put him in there. But House Baratheon. Yeah, the but Tyrells. He, maybe the Olena Tyrell, but he T- Terry isn't. I don't know. We don't hear we don't hear uh, Terry Pagula speak enough for him to be kind of oh, yeah. like dropping knowledge on people. You know what I mean? So yeah. Otherwise, I would kind of say Olena Tyrell, but uh, mm-hmm. we just, I I just don't hear him speak enough, so I, I can't really match his personality. Yeah, good call. But, good call. Uh, That's a tough one. Well, if we come back to it, we'll yeah, we'll yeah. mention that one. Um, um, all right, I got a couple yeah. others. You want to hear them? Absolutely. Okay. Um, so let's f- shift our focus to, uh, Sir Braun of the Blackwater now, yes. now known as, uh, Sir Braun of Highgarden. Um, he came in also, uh, during the battle of Blackwater became a fan favorite. And despite, um, everything has somehow became at, by the end of the, the television show of uh, the master of coin. Uh, so he's essentially the treasurer, treasurer for the kingdom. Uh, uh, and the only guy I could think of there. Is our uh, is uh, Thurman Thomas, mm-hmm. um, fa- another he's a fan favorite player, and uh, you know I always hear the commercials for Thirty Four Rush at the <laughs> Tavis Downs, so you know he's making it a ton of money, <laughs> and he's gambling, and he's at casinos, and he's hanging out and having a grand old time. So uh, you know what, uh, Sir Braun of the Blackwater, Thurman Thomas, yeah. <laughs> kind of like um, you know selling his services to the highest bidder, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Do you, you know what's funny is people people talk about that, or or whether it's players like that doing commercials or whatever when it's sir braun like man much respect to you man if you can do that good for you dude if i could sell off this podcast for like to the <laughs> highest bidder i totally leave buffalo rumbly second <laughs> just kidding matt just kidding matt <laughs> 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 all 
<laughs> just kidding. No, no, no. But I mean, you know, it's it's that's that's a good parallel. I like it. <laughs> yeah, and that's fine. Um, the other one I had before I want to get to my uh, one that I think we can discuss in, in great length. Um, one of the smaller ones I had was uh, newly acquired Frank Gore. Um, yep. kind of a, a journeyman play. Well, not really a journey. Uh, Hall of Fame, future Hall of Famer, right? Mm-hmm. Probably. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, he's played Absolutely. for several teams. Uh, so in Game of Thrones world, we could say he played. He's he's been a part of multiple houses. Um, and he's always been. Uh, you know, considered. You know, he's he's going to be a, a Hall of Famer. He's, oh, yeah. he's a good he's a good player. Yeah. Um, Stand and up. the only guy I could think of who constantly shifts allegiances in Game of Thrones is the Hound Sandor Clegane. Mm-hmm. Uh, very stout fighter. Um, yeah has fought for the Lannisters, has fought for the Starks, has fought for himself, has fought with the for the Brotherhood Without Banners. He's been all over the place. Um, so I, and he always that, produces. That, he always produces. Always comes through. Always comes through. <laughs> yep. So um, I'm, I'm giving uh, giving it to Frank Gore for that. Oh, man, that's a, good, that's a good one. That's a good one. He's easy to root for, too. Um, yes, exactly. You know, both. Both guys. And now we always talk about, like, LeSean McCoy hitting, you know, 31, going to become 32 soon. But Frank Gore, man, he just, he doesn't age. He's, yeah. He, it's like, yeah, it's like he's, I mean, he's almost like the mountain in that respect. He just doesn't die. <laughs> like he just, <laughs> yeah. like when we were talking about the hound, but no, I like the hound better because it's much, we all hated the, the mountains. So. <laughs> dude, dude, oh, is yeah. there, is there a, is there a parallel for the mountain? I know we were just talking about I trying was... to find one for Terry Pagula, the mountain. I'm trying to think of people I don't like <laughs> the, well, maybe that's our Terry Pagula. Maybe instead of being a physical mountain, Terry Pagula is just a money mountain. And money. <laughs> um, you know what I was thinking too? Maybe just just right now because I was thinking we have this this gag on the uh, on the podcast, a piece of garbage club, which you know <laughs> has to do with like players that we basically hate because you know like like Jarvis Landry is an easy guy to oh, hate. Yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah, for sure. taking mm-hmm. cheap shots at the Bills when he was with the Dolphins. Maybe like, and I know he's not this bad, but like Rob Gronkowski, like just a mountain yeah. of a, of a person. A yeah. huge guy. Yep. He played for. We were just talking about trying to find someone with the allegiance with the the Lannisters. He's oh, always yes. Patriots. I like this. Yes. Patriots sure. always I, has I'm an allegiance with, with the Lannisters. He's never not fought with the Lannisters or the Baratheons or whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and he's just you know yeah you never I mean as Bills fans I don't know we really didn't like him towards the end. It was kind, kind of a big douche. lumbering. Big lumbering. Dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Very it's dumb. <laughs> like you know better as a mute right <laughs> yes and they're uh, all, and they're both on barstool all the time so that's fine <laughs> that's hilarious oh <laughs> man uh i had one last one if you want to discuss this yeah. and I know- hold, hold on hold on i want to i want to get one in before because i think yours is going to be much better than this one okay so let okay. me get okay. one in really quick and it's kind of relevant to what's going on with the bills now so i was trying to think of of uh of OJ Simpson. So OJ Simpson's jersey is finally being used for the first time after 42 years, right? Like right. hasn't yeah. it hasn't been used in forever. And I was like OJ is obviously a major player in Bills history whether you like him or not. And so I was trying to think of someone in the Game of Thrones realm that kind of reminded me of OJ and it was like you know, for the most part, like a decent guy, it seemed like as as a player, like he seemed to be doing the right things and then one moment he snapped allegedly allegedly snapped and did the complete wrong thing i i'm thinking the mad king oh the mad king yes yes the mad king i had um well okay well actually oh you did you have someone for that i had someone oj was where i was going with my next one so let's let's talk about let's uh give me your uh case for the mad King. so so my case for that is just like 
and, and, and I don't know, it, was his name Aegon? Was it Aegon Targaryen? Or is it Rhaegar uh, Targaryen? Yeah. Aegon. Uh, Aegon. Aegon, yeah. I think, right? Mm-hmm. So Aegon Targaryen was like, I, I don't know how he was his ruler. He was called the Mad King. So he probably wasn't that great of a guy. But like, what really did him in at the end and why he was killed and why Jamie killed him is because he told everyone that he, and he just sounded like he went insane. He wanted to burn everyone and kill everyone, right? Yep. He wanted to just kill, which is oddly enough is what Daenerys actually ended up doing. Um, <laughs> but like that, that moment of just, just clear rage. And it just, it just made me think of like, and someone that he, he, he was the king of, King's Landing and all those people, obviously, and was talking about killing and burning all of them. Whereas, like, this is O.J. Simpson. I know it's his ex-wife, but technically, at one point, he loved her. He was still seeing her off and on and and just turned on her in one instant. One night, it was done, allegedly (laughs) killed, stabbed to death, and just, like, you never looked at him the same. He was never – he was always known as O.J., the alleged murderer, and just, like, the Mad King will never be known for anything but him almost – burning down the entire city you know so right so that right. that was my that was my oj simpson uh parallel what, what about you oh, okay i was close i had i had daenerys actually as, as oj simpson <laughs> uh-huh. um, and the reason was another fan favorite powerhouse player larger than life character um you know he for for his playing years you know i think a lot of people liked him he was he was pretty good um and then he had his dark turn, just like uh, just like Daenerys end up, you know, instead of mur- his his version of murdering a whole town of people was him killing his wife and uh, her, her the boyfriend yeah. or whatever it was. And uh, and he ended up on everyone's shit list and almost in, in even that uh, people are still kind of on the fence about whether he actually did it or not. And a lot of people are still talking about whether Daenerys had the right to kill all those people in King's Landing. So there is a lot of controversy oh, between wow. both of them. Yeah. And I think, uh, and I think, I think these two just line up super close and, uh, and, um, and yeah, I, he's, he's, uh, he's the Daenerys for sure. Dude, that, that is way better than mine. <laughs> I easily say that. That was totally, that's that's exactly spot on. Like you said, well, well, what happened is, and in, in we were way too young to watch OJ um, play. Um, so what the OJ that we saw was the guy that was in commercials, was in Police Academy, or not Police Academy, um, Naked Gun, oh, yes, and, Naked and, Gun. Yep, and, yep. and those movies. And he was a completely likable guy. Everyone loved him. He had, yes. he was a good looking guy. He had a smile that everyone, and it would not only that though, it was great for, you know, uh, he was just a very important person within the realm of fan fandom um, the African-American community and, you know, in the movies and everything like that. So when, obviously when he turned, allegedly turned, <laughs> nobody would believe it. So it was just, right. and, and for us as fans, this last season, none of us yeah. believed that Daenerys would turn like that. Right. After no, this, she's whole, our hero. She was she's our, our hero. She was supposed to break the wheel. She was supposed to be the good guy. Yeah. And all of a sudden, no, all, all yeah, exactly. And everyone, fans everywhere for Daenerys and for O.J. Simpson. And even though Daenerys did some very kind of questionable things looking back at it when you really thought yes. about it, and Tyrion brought that up in the yep. last episode, and you kind of overlooked it. And there were some definite incidents that O.J. had before the murder. Mm-hmm. If you watch the documentary, which I would recommend, um, <laughs> too many documentary shout outs. Um, that one wasn't actually, that was actually acted documentary with Cuba Gooding Jr. as OJ. But, but like there were definitely some incidents before that where you're like, I don't necessarily think that he would murder two people, but he's not as good a guy as we all think. And that was the mm-hmm. same with Daenerys. Like there were some, definitely some domestic disputes that, that, uh, 
Nicole and OJ had. And it was just like Daenerys, like she was doing some things. You're like, I think there might be a better way of doing that, handling that. <laughs> and it was just, yep. it was very, yeah. So maybe he wasn't as good of a guy as we all thought, obviously. And she wasn't as good of a, that. oh man, that's so much better. So much better than mine. <laughs> was that the one that you were just going to bring up just now? Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. That was, yep. That was my final one. Mm-hmm. So I have, uh, so the ones that I have were much better earlier. So these ones are kind of off the wall. I was trying to kind of think of some parallels okay. between some characters and where they fit in the realm of either the bills or football. So the evil high priest in King's Landing, right? Okay. That character that basically, so, so think about it. So you have the king or the queen in this case, Queen Sir. No, it was King Common or whatever, Tommen at that yep. point. But even though Cersei was basically running everything. And then you have the religious sect, which basically also governs the people because they have that much power within the general population. And there was definitely a big question of who has the power. Is it the king? Is it the high priest? Who is the actual leader of the people? And at one point, because Cersei got taken, you know, got um, put under arrest basically by the the religious right or whatever they she couldn't i mean it basically made it look like the, the evil high priest was more powerful than her even yeah which is crazy yeah. looking back at it so my parallel for him is roger goodell the commissioner of the nfl wow okay so so you have so the the entire nfl is made up of 32 owners right mm-hmm. but he basically speaks for them but he can do whatever he wants to individual people like queen cersei like um, who was Tommen's wife at the? I can't remember her name. Margaret. Oh, no. Marjorie. Marjorie. So she could he could throw her in jail. He could um, throw um, Tyrell. Uh, what was his name? What was uh, the Loris? Lo- Loris. Loris. Thank you, Sir Loris. Yeah. Nick, this is why I got you on, buddy. <laughs> Loris Tyrell. <laughs> he she, he threw him in. It, like all of these high ranking people, it didn't matter. And that's what Roger Goodell. Oh, he doesn't like what Jerry Jones is doing. Well, he's just going to take away a draft pick. He doesn't like what Robert Kraft is doing. He's just going to do this. And and. As far as I'm concerned, standing from NFL fans, like none of us really like Roger Goodell. When we when he first came in, like we were like, oh, this is a guy that's actually going to bring some. He's going to make this league better. But I feel like he's done so much worse in the land. And that's what like the high priest did when he first came in. You're like, okay, he's going to work with the crown. He's going to make in general this this kingdom, this ruling class, like everything's going to be better. And then he got way too much power, and everyone hated him, and his rule needed to end. And you know, it was just it was like I like it. It's like Roger Goodell, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is there um, the way the angle I was kind of thinking when you brought up, uh, well, what's this? What's this called? The High Sparrow or whatever High Sparrow, his yeah. name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any? Is there anybody who has kind of uh, kind of rose to ascension because they got lucky with like an old antiquated line of thinking, uh, football wise? Because he's very religious, right? And very religious. religion is kind of the. In Game of Thrones land, the only religion that we've seen come through has been the Lord of Light, mm-hmm. the seven seven gods or whatever, the the Light of the Seven, whatever they they call they call themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, they never came through, but it's a very stout, uh, very uh, almost like very strict religious yep. uh, belief in Game of Thrones. So, is there in football terms, is there kind of an an older antiquated line of thinking? Uh, and and it's uh, somebody who got elevated got elevated status because of that antiquated line of thinking. Even though um, in the long run, it's it proved not to be you know successful. Like I think um, in general, when you say that, it makes me think of like the ownership of the NFL. 
Like, I mean, you, ah, okay. you, you think of you think of like these guys that are, you know, and for the most part, they're mostly white, the old boys, club old. Or yeah, they're in their sixties and seventies. They're not mm-hmm. younger. Their mm-hmm. thoughts are definitely they they they're money oriented, which they have to be because they're owners. It's a business. Sure. But sometimes they do things out of money instead of what's best for the league, or you know, because like. For example, like one of the biggest things that annoys me about the league that doesn't happen with other leagues is the marijuana policy. Like Uh, personally, I don't give a shit if you're smoking weed in your off season or whatever. It's been proven to help with pain or whatever. Mm -hmm. And this isn't Mm -hmm. coming from someone that uses drugs or anything, but this is just like, I don't care. I just don't care. Like you could be using it to, to, I don't want to take this step further and be like performance enhancing. Right. It's just kind of, no, no, exactly. Right. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Now, now I might take it a step further and be like, I don't care whatever guys put in their system. You know, I mean, (laughs) you know, whatever. But, but to the point, there's, there are some things that actually do enhance performance, like certain drugs help with focus, certain drugs, obviously, HGH help with strength and rehabilitation. So I don't necessarily agree with that. But, Mm -hmm. but just this, this way of thinking of, you know, and, and not only that, like, so we, so now that we're talking about it more, like, does anybody hold cities more at bay or cities held hostage by owners than like NFL owners? They're just like, build me a new stadium city. You know, <laughs> you guys are paying for everything essentially, yes. you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's and right. it's just like the, in that respect, like what you were saying, you know, he, he could basically hold, hold the Royal family and the, the kingdom hostage for yeah. what he wanted, whatever, whatever like he's that. believing right or wrong. Like these, and and don't get me wrong. Like I mean, owners have a have a reason to, because they do it because they can, because they can get tax money out of us. But if you think about it, like you know, why are we doing this for you? You have millions, billions of dollars. You reap a lot of the benefit. You, but I see both ways. But you know what I mean. Like that, that kind of makes me think about. It. What about you? Is there is there anyone that you could think of that kind of runs to that? Like I wanted to say like old way of thinking as far as coaching, but I couldn't think of a specific way. And all of those guys usually end up getting fired, and don't last yeah. that long. Right, right. Yeah, this is the high sparrow lasted what a couple seasons before he got yep. blown up. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, I couldn't really think of anybody. Just when, but when you brought him up, I just that that's kind of where my mind went to. Uh, what else you got? Any anything else? Um, like I, these, these are just really shot in the dark. So like, I was thinking of Renly and Stannis Baratheon. I was just thinking of Rex and Rob Ryan. I don't know why. I mean, cause they're brothers, obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, they don't, they're, uh, yeah. they're, they're parallels of what actually happened. I had one, I had one for, uh, for, for Rex Ryan, but I, I forgot. I, it's it, I, my angle that I wanted to come at it with Rex Ryan was his weird, uh, foot fetish, foot but fetish. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to try to equate them, but I couldn't find it. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Um, well, I got, yeah. I, uh, I think I got just, I actually just got one more, and this is so. This okay. is this is actual characters. So I was thinking of the dragons, Daenerys's dragons. She had three dragons, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking the dragons would rec- would be the most recognizable bills in the last thirty years. So we're talking Jim Kelly. Bruce Smith, Thurman Thomas. Now, the, I, I was thinking. So, so Bruce Smith is the easiest one, just just because it's like it's, it's not the easiest, but it's just like whatever. He was a second to die, Bruce Smith. He lasted forever with the Bills, but you know, ended up you know leaving or whatever. So that that one sure. doesn't really have a good parallel. But the dragon that first died, the one that ended up becoming uh, becoming a dragon for the Night King, mm-hmm. Thurman Thomas. Wow. Now okay. I say that okay. because he played for the Dolphins, the enemy. Oh, wow. I like 
like for that, one okay. season. For one season, he played for the Dolphins. You're right. Even though mm-hmm. for the rest of the time, he was a normal dragon, you know, reg- player, player with the Bills, Hall of Famer, great guy, but just, yep. just you know, got shot down. And he got cut from the Bills. Not his fault. I don't blame him. I mean, what are you going to do? He's right. going to retire or play for another team. He played for another team. Right. But right. just like the Dragon didn't have a choice, got killed. Goes place for the enemy. Goes place yeah. for the enemy. So, um, yeah. And then, and then obviously Drogon, Drogon, Jim yeah. Kelly. Jim Kelly, by far the most recognizable guy. No matter how many times he hit him, he keeps coming back. He's coming back. Wreck shop. Yep. 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 Exactly. He's gotten hit a bunch of times. Always follows through. Always perseveres. Um, yeah, and without uh, without Drogon, there's no. Like there's, yeah, yeah. So I yeah. so so those are characters. I actually have a couple of quick parallels between Game of Thrones scenes and Bill's history. So I, okay. I already All talked right, yeah, about. I talked last episode about the the Battle of Blackwater, and or no no I didn't talk. Oh, I talked this episode about Battle Blackwater. The most easiest one I could think of that is definitely one for one between. What happened in Games of Thrones? A scene that happened in Games of Thrones, Game of Thrones, and a scene that happened for the Buffalo Bills, an event that happened for the Buffalo Bills, is the greatest comeback in NFL history. Mm. So, if you think about a scene in Game of Thrones where the odds were against them, you thought they were going to lose, you thought everything was going to go wrong, but at the last second, something came through, someone came through, and ended up flipping the tables and ended up winning. Wow! So, I got this idea from uh, NFL memes. Where they showed okay. um, the Night King. So there's that famous, you know, twenty-eight to three when the the Falcons were beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl, and then they, you know, they obviously ended up losing. So yep. it's like Falcons thought that they were the the or the the Night King thought he was the Falcons in the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> ended up losing, and then I was like, well, what is that? The greatest comeback in NFL history. That is the Buffalo Bills beating the Houston Oilers. Is like the Bill or is like. The Night King getting killed by Arya in Winterfell. Yes. Nice. You thought everyone was gonna die. They literally looked like ten people were left alive when right. they when they were panning over, you know, the castle and you know, a lot of Hell major yeah. characters obviously, a lot of people dying, yeah. and then the Night King, and then at the last second, Arya, who in this in this situation is our Frank Reich, comes through, mm. comes out, who has been training this whole time as a backup, you know, just never Never really been put in the spot. Finally gets the chance to use their training. Nice. Frank Reich leads the Bills back from a, a 38 to 3. Um I think they were losing 35 to 3 to to end up winning 41-38. Arya ends up leading the the I guess the army of man to yeah. win against the Night King and she kills, kills the Night King, right? I like it. I, I like, like it a lot. Yeah, nice. And then the last the last one I'll do um is the Red Wedding. The the infamous mm. wedding where Walter Frey married off one of his daughters to a man of from um House Aaron only which was supposed to be Rob Stark. Rob was supposed to marry one of Walter Frey's but Rob right. married a battle nurse that he fell in love with instead, which really pissed off Walter Frey, ending in Rob mm-hmm. getting killed. Um his wife getting killed and his mother, Catelyn Stark, also getting killed very gruesomely, right? And, and oh, his, yeah. I mean, that was all—that was a completely gruesome scene. Again, like last episode, we talked about one of the amazing things about the series being able to— you thought Rob Stark was going to go on from here on out, right? Yeah. He ends yep. up getting killed. All, one of the biggest shock moments, I think, of television history, for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so that, for me, was you think of the Buffalo Bills, things that— happened that were very, very disappointing that you thought were in the bag, that thought everything was fine and everything was going to go smooth. And the last end, they they cut your heart out, and it was the Music City Miracle. 
It was. <laughs> I know that pains us to talk about Music City Miracle, but there was definitely Rob Stark was our Rob Johnson, <laughs> oddly enough. <laughs> Catelyn Stark was Wade Phillips, the coach at the time, and the phrase were the phrase were the Tennessee Titans. And not only did they kill the leaders of the family of the House of Stark. Um, but the Tennessee Titans started the 17-year playoff drought for the Bills. So it was like very important moments in the Stark family and then also for Buffalo Bills fans. Yeah, yep. So that's... Wow, nice. Okay, so I got a couple more real quick. <laughs> I know we've been okay, right. know we've been going long. Um, so, um, oh yeah, by the way, I also have Arya changing faces to come back a few seasons later and kill Walter Frey. In the whole Frey family, remember she did that. Mm-hmm. That oh, yeah. I I had as Andy Dalton as Arya in this situation, <laughs> ending the okay. drought by throwing a TD pass to Tyler Boyd Tyler in Week Boyd. 17 All right, I like against it. the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I had Arya Stark. Yeah. Arya Stark. So, but I also had another one for <laughs> for for uh, ending the 17 year playoff drought. I thought about when Daenerys frees the slaves um, in Slavers Bay. You know, all of a sudden, and which you didn't think would happen. That was a really shocking moment. She gives a dragon to one of the guys. That was the payment for the Unsullied Army. And what sure. ends up happening is, you know, she ends up killing all of the uh, all of the slave owners there and ends up freeing all the slaves. So we normally do, Nick, you know, because you've done a recap with us. During the season, we do a weekly recap and we give a wall of famer and a wall of shamer for each for each game, so obviously Wall of Famer is someone that does great during that does great during the game through a win or a loss, and a Wall of Shamer is just like you would think, someone yeah. that doesn't doesn't really step up to the plate as much as you'd want. So sure. So Wall of Famer, I'll let you go next. But my Wall of Famer, there's so many really good characters that ended up doing well, but I guess it's got to be Arya, just because she was just like this little girl when we first met. When we first met her, and you know she was like a tomboy, and you know she wanted more than just to be yep. a lady in the Stark household, and she just she ended up. My favorite episode, even though it was a crappy season, was uh, was definitely the season where was definitely the episode where she killed the Night King. And even though she's about to kill him, you're like, and he stops her, you're like, there's no way she's gonna do it. And then she ends she up does doing the move, it. Drops the drops knife. Dude, dude, you know, you know, uh, martial arts. Is that something they teach you in martial arts? To drop no, the, but that's that a reoccurring thing they've been doing in Hollywood. I've I've noticed the last couple. Uh, I think uh, you know Captain America: Winter Soldier had had a feature to move like that. Star Wars featured a move oh, like did that. They? Okay, and now Game of Thrones featured a move like that. So it's in the it's in the action choreography zeitgeist right now. It's <laughs> it's probably gonna spawn a bunch of other movies that are gonna feature a, a smooth knife drop as a <laughs> as a killing blow. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So. Um, Nick, who do you have as, as someone for, for this series as your wall of famer? Um, a little bit of an uh, underrated character, I think. Um, kind of uh, started from nothing, uh, kind of low-level smuggler, worked his way up to the hand of the King of the North, and then is sitting on the High Council at the very end of the show. And that is my boy, the Onion Knight, Sir Davo Seaworth, yes. uh, wall of famer. Just an all-around good guy. Um, one of my favorite characters throughout the entire show, even from when he was serving Stannis Baratheon. Um, just, yeah, awesome dude. Awesome dude. Uh, great guy. Famer. Yep. All, uh, learn to read, right? Yeah, learn to read. Yep, yep, yep. He's, dude, um, he, uh, yeah, go ahead. you talk about, we talked uh, last episode about like people with better stories than 
Bran, right? Because that was the thing. Like Tyrion is sta- standing at at the end of like the episode, and he's like, "Who has a better story than Bran?" I think Sir Davos has an amazing story, like you just yeah. mentioned. I mean, he, yeah, he went from a smuggler to becoming, yeah, hand of the king, and just he, he just worked his, his way his up from chopped off. Um, you know, yeah. Yeah, um, I, incredible story. I love mm-hmm. that. I love that. By the way, before we get into our wall of shame, <laughs> mm-hmm. how how ridiculous was it that they sat around to decide how the government was gonna gonna run, like with the seven of them, and then they're basically taking advice from the prisoner, the guy whose fate they're supposed to determine. You know, they're like, oh, that, "What what do you think, that, prisoner?" That scene I felt, yeah, that scene I felt was more or less a. Um, like they know who Tyrion is, and I feel like the only reason why he was. Uh, locked up like that is because uh, the unsullied had control of the city. Like, mm-hmm. I think in any other circumstance, he'd be like, oh, all right, well, you know, and we'll just keep moving on. Because, I mean, half those people didn't even like Daenerys. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, Sansa didn't really care for Daenerys. Arya didn't care for him. Yeah. Sir Davos was with the, the on the Starks anyway. Um, uh, half the people that were sitting up there were probably on the side of the Starks. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I think, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I, I think it was just pretty much a, the formality at that point. Yeah, he yeah. Had to be in chains, but otherwise he he was fine. <laughs> okay, he gotcha. All right, I, yeah. t- I, I I just saw that that it was it was just really weird. It was funny how Sam um Sam Tarley just kind of pitched democracy, and they're like, no, <laughs> the, no, there's hard there's pass. No way yeah, it was speculated. There was no way they were jumping right to democracy, and they they kind of went to more of a is it an oligarchy, kind of like a voted king or queen. Uh, by the end of it, so so wall of shame I had for the entire for the entire series, um. I had, I had, I mean, I have so many different people. So there's so many obvious people that you can put in this, and we've talked so many obvious people. I wanted to go with kind of an off the board guy, a guy that we didn't think that we that we liked at the time, but ended up having a very brutal ending, and that's the mm-hmm. Viper, the uh, who was I think, oh. was he the prince or the king of? Uh, you, of, you're uh, talking uh, the red, the red Viper the, there, the, yeah, that guy, yeah, that guy. Wow. Now I'll say I'll say this only because. I really liked him. Like I liked yeah. him for the most part. I think everything he did was great because he was going to fight for Tyrion in what it was a, a trial by combat, right? Yeah. And yep. against the mountain and mm-hmm. and the guy had really he, he was was he the prince of Dorne or was he the king of Dorne? I can't remember. I think he was, uh, he was the prince. Was he a, was well, he was like up he was up there. Yeah. He was up there, yeah. So yeah. he was going to as a prince, especially like putting himself out there, trying to kill the mountain, and he had his own reasons because obviously, the mountain specifically had killed and you know his his sister and their children because the sister was the wife of the Mad King and blah blah blah. Just watch the yep. show if you want to know. <laughs> but <laughs> but you know I really respected him, but he could have easily killed the mountain, and instead of doing that, instead of just making the final kill shot in that. He got cocky. He made a spectacle out of it. He got, it was just, it just like, just do your job and just finish him. And he didn't, and he ended up getting killed in a very gruesome way. And although I didn't want him to die, to me, he was a wall of shamer just because he should have just done it. And obviously it wouldn't have been as good, as good of a scene if he had just killed him because the mountain wouldn't have continued. And that was obviously a big ending between the mountain and the hound. But right. I, I I remember thinking how how upset I was personally that he didn't do that and how mad I was at him that he just yeah. was so close. He was clearly the better fighter, even though he was smaller, he was just faster. But oh yeah, yep. He yep. wasn't stronger yep. and that's what mattered. So Wow. Nice. Okay. All right. Um for mine I had well, I could see there's some low hanging fruit here as well. Like okay. I could 
I could be I could be sassy and I could say, you know, David Benioff and DB Weiss while shame shame on you for ruining what it <laughs> you know a great show. Oh yeah, I'm not I'm not, I'm not gonna go there. Uh, I'm not gonna go there. Yeah. I don't feel like it. Uh-huh. I don't feel like getting in that argument again. Um, I'm gonna go uh, Edmure Tully as for my wall of shame. And this character was just a big oaf and he came in <laughs> he's always coming in high stepping always coming in making some uh monologuing or yeah like he's trying to be yeah. you know like a stuff don't stink yeah and he always manages to flub it his dad dies he can't even get the, he can't even shoot the the arrow uh to light the the, oh, the tire right. on the bow he, he keeps missing that he can't even do that he's he marries walder Frey's daughter somehow becomes one of the central figures of the red wedding at oh. the end of the show, he comes back, mm-hmm. uh, you know, get, gets uh, gets swatted by his niece, who tells him to sit down, uh, <laughs> and uh, then bangs, you know, accidentally bangs his sword on the on the post. Like <laughs> yeah, this yeah. guy, come on, this, yeah, come on, this guy, Wall, Wall of Shamer for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know what he reminds me of? It was by the way, wasn't there? A, wasn't there a time where he basically gave over the cap? He gave the castle to the Lannisters, didn't he? Oh, that's right. Yes, he did. Yes, he, he just did. walked over yeah. and said, "Open the gates," and he was like the yeah. king or whatever, the lord. Yeah, and they did, and he's just like, "Yeah, we're just gonna, yeah, everyone's gonna, they're gonna take over this I castle." Yeah. So, yeah. which, which I think wasn't at the time. I don't remember being as upset because I think everyone lived. If I'm if I'm right, or did they? Lannisters end up killing everyone. I can't remember. Uh, they killed a lot of the Tullys. I think they killed the Blackfish in particular. Oh yeah, because uh, he fought. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So, um, you know, what he reminds me of is like now I haven't dealt with this in a long time, and I've only dealt with it once. It was my first job out of college, where the owner's son worked there, and he just like you said, like you're talking about your shit doesn't stink. Like he's just like. Yeah. Just like doofy, like nothing matters because there's no way he's gonna fall but up, you know. Just like yes, he's that's a perfect analogy. Actually, that, yeah. that now I know they're not all like that, obviously. But yeah. but if anyone's ever worked with the owner's son, sometimes it is like that. <laughs> and I shared a cue with the owner's son, and I was just like, this guy is just like he wouldn't show up sometimes. I mean, it was just it was hilarious. He just thought, and yeah. he was just like, well, I'm gonna own this company someday. Yeah, yeah. Just like he had the same yeah. sort of kind of half-assed sense most of, of the time and then once his moment comes he drops the ball because he's totally unprepared yeah exactly yeah. it's just like he has a sense of uh he just he just everything belongs to him like he, he right he hasn't earned it but yeah so um so nick um you know obviously i appreciate you coming on we talked about oh, yeah, thanks for having me yeah no problem we talked about your podcast briefly um earlier and we won't spoil it here but you did an avengers endgame spoiler review right Yep, that's our that's our latest episode right now. We got our Avengers Endgame spoiler review um, coming up very soon. We're going to be releasing our. We did a review for the movie Triple Frontier, uh, the Netflix movie with Ben Affleck and Oscar Isaac and uh, Pedro Pascal. We reviewed that movie. That will be releasing shortly. And then coming up, we'll probably have a review for John Wick here in the next couple of weeks and uh, John Wick Three, Parabellum, along with. Uh, we also do a, a series where we just kind of catch up on pop culture news, movie, TV news. And we just kind of discuss that. So we do that along the way as well. So that's those. Are, that's kind of what we got coming up on the show. Yeah. So for anyone that hasn't heard that or or heard Nick before on the podcast, it's a really great podcast. If you like music, uh, movies, TV shows, everything like that. I mean, Nick Nick and his and his friends cover all of that. His co-hosts are great. It's a really great listen. Um, so you're also not only are you your own podcast host, your co-host here when you come on, your special guest host, um, but you're also the graphic designer 
for our podcast. So you've not only created our kick-ass, you know, Circling the Wagons podcast logo, but almost every other Bill's design that we have at Public. Um, we discussed a design that you're almost done with for this mm-hmm. episode, for the Game of Thrones episodes. Can you give us a sneak peek of, of what you're working on? Sure. Yeah. It's um um and, and I had some technical difficulties, so pro- apologies for not getting into design out sooner. But it's a game, a very game in, a Game of Thrones inspired design, uh, with mixing in our um some obviously some Bills elements, or else you know what what are we even doing here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, so and uh, it's gonna be a you know it's gonna feature Josh Allen and uh and the Iron Throne. So I, I don't want to give away too much, but. That's that's kind of what you got to look forward to. Yeah, there might be some cool motto to go along with it yes. we've talked about. So cool, man. You do an amazing job. Um, you can find that design soon. I'll, by the way, I'm going to tweet that when it comes out. Um, so if you're not following us on Twitter, please do at CTWPod. That's Circling the Wagons Pod. Um, so you can find that design soon. Uh, and, and all of our other Bill's artwork at tpublic.com slash stores slash ctw pod just like our twitter handle um we just became a ninja partner with t public because the bills artwork has gotten so popular so thank you all for listening for all of that um also we made our first donation um from the podcast fund to the never ever give up foundation the same foundation that supercade is part of and josh allen also supports so that came from our interview with um lindsey darkangelo of the athletic so if you haven't heard that interview yet I highly recommend it. Um, we've also donated to Poncho Billa's uh, GoFundMe page and the teacher's desk to fill backpacks for children, which was one of Poncho's last wishes. But again, we will continue to donate proceeds from our TeePublic site, just like we have. That site, again, is tpublic.com slash stores slash ctwpod, just like our Twitter handle. Um, yeah, so I'll tweet that out soon. And uh, and uh, yeah, so, so Nick, where can they fi- find you on Twitter and where can they find your podcast? Yeah, Twitter and Instagram at the Torn Pod. Uh, we you know always tweeting, posting updates, and uh, podcasts wherever podcasts are found. Uh, Google Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, um, and any uh, podcast service. We're we're on it. You name it, we're on it. Yeah, wherever you're searching for. Um, this, the circling the wagons podcast, as long as it's not on Buffalo rumblings.com, it is, yeah. you can find the torrent, just search the torrent podcast. Yep. So definitely worth a listen. I love listening to you guys. We did a football movie draft together on your podcast last season where you had me on, yes. me on as a co-host. And I think I'll release this off season. That was really fun. Um, so stay tuned for that before training camp. So thanks again for, uh, for listening. So again, for Nick, thanks for Nick from the torrent podcast for coming on. So, so, so Nick. Go Bills, Valabargulis. So for me, Nate, winter is coming. Thanks for listening. Go Bills. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! <laughs>